Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast. A podcast which we record live from the pits of fiery hell itself, <laughs> uh, where we watch a movie and then we talk about it. Uh, my name's David, and um, I really love this movie about baseball. <laughs> yes, it, uh, but if Sam, it's incredibly hot. And Dave, you know, I really deride your truth-handling abilities. <laughs> quote Sideshow Bob. <laughs> Referencing this movie, which is... Yeah, absolutely. So this week men. we watched uh, a, a Few Good Men, uh, which I feel like didn't really deliver on that promise of A Few Good Men. Everyone in this movie is horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe this like is one, one of the most morally bankrupt plots and characters I've seen on One screen. okay woman? Like, you'd maybe, you'd yeah, maybe retitle her motivations it. are pretty good. Yeah, you know, like... I mean, she's still, like, in the military and kind of bought into the whole system, but... Yeah, this isn't you know a few good men is is maybe with maybe a smattering of good men doesn't quite have the <laughs> it's same. It's a misnomer. It's a misnomer. One good woman. It doesn't really doesn't really snap, does it? So yeah, so this was my pick, and the reason for that is because uh, it's a film that is. <laughs> it's a culturally... film, and that's what we do on the podcast. It's a... <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. Welcome to this fantastic, innovative new format which we have just invented. <laughs> with two men with beards. Talk about a movie. <laughs> Talk about movies. From yes, 25 we are years exactly, ago. We're exactly as uh, cliched as you would expect. No, but I picked this movie because I hadn't seen it before, and it's one of the films I think is probably culturally significant. It is has one of the most famous lines, probably in like, film, you know, you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. One uh, of these really that's... famous lines that I didn't know was from this movie. No, I mean, it's interesting, life. isn't it? It's interesting, and I and I and I I wonder where that's come from because we we you know obviously make lots of references to movies in our daily lives because we have no life, but you're kind of always maybe vaguely aware of the source material, whereas this is something that's come out of nowhere, and that's maybe we can we can kind of dive into that a little bit. Yeah. Well, um, but, as is the time on tradition, uh, this is actually th- from thirty years ago, so I misspoke earlier. Um, give us a plot summary, Sam. Mm, so in A Few Good Men, military lawyer Lieutenant Daniel Caffey defends Marines accused of murder. They contend they are acting under orders. And this is one of those movies like, I think we can call this Oscar bait, can't we? You know, we can call this attempting with its cast, with its deep subject matter, you know, with its whole, the way that it's, filmed and shot and the themes that all that, that that come through this is a film that is looking at the oscars going please sir can i have one and, and you can't you can't. <laughs> it can't it got lots of nominations but it's one of those weird like it's a weird film, well you've got to think it? about the academy awards sam every year obviously there is a best picture but you still need five or six like nominees like you've got you've got someone's got to make these movies that are going to get nominated be very boring if there's three nominees you know yeah, yeah, and 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 be- and the best picture one is always, you know, like when you go back in when you go back into history, the best picture is is very different depending on where you are. And in the nineties, this is prime. This is probably up there, like of being close, close to getting it. Um, I I don't I can't exactly remember what got best picture. The nineties seems to be more so than a lot of other decades of the Academy Awards, like culturally large movies i think like maybe like the 2010s tends to be like quite a depressing run of like stark like historical dramas 
<laughs> that have mm-hmm. won Best Picture, or you know, like, do you know what I mean? Like in movies that make you feel horrible about the world. Um, whereas like the '90s, you tend to have like, it's my cousin Vinny from the '90s, isn't it? Like, you know, you get like more Oscar winners that are more sort of just like movies. Lots of people saw. Yeah, yeah, and it and it's and it's it kind of it kind of gives you that real sense of so the 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 one that actually won it was Unforgiven in 1993. Great movie, great movie. Which would I believe that was the year it was nominated. Yeah, so that was the same year it was nominated. So it it there is you know you can see you can see why why that happened. Obviously, Eastwood being who he is. But it's just yeah, it's just a, it's an odd film. Let's get into what we let's get into some of our initial thoughts, then we can maybe talk through the plot because I went in there not knowing much about it. I knew obviously the cast and I knew the famous line from the very end, which kind of spoiled it a little bit because you you know what's coming. But it's in a lot of ways, it's kind of like a neutered movie. You know, it's a, it's a movie that is firing on all cylinders. Except they never turn the engine on, you know. If you want to, and there's a really good hanging reason for that, isn't there? Like, yeah. And we've talked about this uh, before, most notably probably our Lord of the War, Lord of War podcast, which is this movie obviously got a bit of money from the military. Like, we haven't got jets flying everywhere, but we do have military bases. There are a lot of like jeeps and things. There's a lot of military uniforms and guff. Like, I reckon the American military. They 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 threw some money at this movie, you know. Mm, this is a piece fit. of American war complex propaganda in it in a certain way, and we can get into maybe certain ways it isn't, and maybe where it could like, you know, diverge from that. But it just feels like that sort of movie. Yeah, yeah, it does have. I think so. I think it says two hundred off-duty Marines were allowed to serve as extras. They denied production permission to film at the Marine Corps base camp. Well, maybe I'm way off then. Um, well, no, but but there's still you're still you've still got um, uh, th- th- there is there is naval um, bases that that they use for different places. So I I think I think it's, that was maybe maybe more technical, but it does it definitely has that feel. And and I think I think what it represents is like this movie, while also being like polemical about this the nature and structure and hierarchy of the military. Is also quite reverential about it as well. It's quite like, it's quite, uh, it's quite happy to sit on the fence and say, actually, this is not necessarily a bad thing, and it never really digs into like why, why, why is the military protecting itself, and why are they? Are they is is you know the concept of like the red, uh, the code red or whatever else, all these things that come through. It's not really interested why that's happening, which is this is a fucking death cult <laughs> in my in my view, and it's... and uh, and and we maybe need to like think about the 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 law unto which it it this the, the military structure exists and doesn't have doesn't like no real consequences for anything that's happening other than the one guy gets brought down in the end. Exactly. You know? It's the kind of like maybe the, 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 the major like central weaknesses of this movie is that, um, and maybe in 1992 it was different and maybe people weren't so aware of the fact that the military, military all militaries are like quite into this like, you know, fucking treating their 
personnel quite inhumanely uh, in the in the pursuit of like good soldiers, and that is something that's been going on for forever. As as long as we've had people killing each other with weapons, we've had this problem of like you know brutality. And but now, when especially after what this made me think of, you remember all the trials we had they had after the Second Iraq War of like all of the you know miscarriages of justice and war crimes and and the, you know mm-hmm. especially the U.S. troops as well. Like the things they allegedly were doing to um, Iraqi great, prisoners great and things and like stuff. that. Yeah. Like yeah. I think we're much more exposed to it than maybe we were in 1992. So it kind of feels like actually this is this whole movie, the whole court case in this movie, is about a hazing gone wrong. And like I'm not joking, there are teen movies with this same basic premise that. They try to haze somebody, they die. Movie that are better and more impactful, I think. And yeah. it's I, this is we come across this all the time. This movie is thirty years old, and it's hard to like know what the the sort of social zeitgeist was in nineteen ninety two. Whether this movie would like, do you know, what I mean? be really punchy in in a way that it maybe isn't now, where we're we're yeah. worried about like more important things like the plague and. You know, another different war, uh, more war crimes, yeah. but you know, new separate. wars, brand new, new wars, wars that we can ex- that we can enjoy on television. Um, yeah, you're totally right, and I, and I think it, it is hard to place that culture as like geist, and it is hard to it is it is hard to see like, you know, America in the '90s is a very different beast, and it's where we don't have the the self doubt necessarily that I think maybe America is now developed into. A total meltdown, as has the UK and most of the Western world. So that's fine. But like all of that, all of that is is fermenting away, and and this and actually this self assuredness that comes through this movie is is like really apparent, and it's actually that's probably where a lot of the the problems come. Now, my other my let, let's get into the maybe the plot here because there are some there are some like weird structural things that are happening. And yes, listener, it's just me and Dave, so we're gonna get right into this movie. And talk about things like Maison Scene and fucking nerdy shit. So just fuck you and listen, all right? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. We haven't got Ross to counterbalance us. That's the problem. We need. We... How do we? How do we approach this? Like so. Well, I think it's a, I think it's a trial movie, isn't it? Like it's it a should trial be movie. rather. But, it should be a trial movie. But fundamentally, it's a who done it, right? Or it should be. And this is where I think. This is where I think I'm like. How do, how was this decision made? One of the earliest things we see in the film is the actual the murder, um, the murder, or or at least we see him getting beaten up a little bit, but it's not necessarily apparent exactly what's happened. You know, like it's like okay, so something's something's happened here, but we don't exactly know what. And then we get this lovely scene with um, Jack Nicholson and. Uh, Keith Sutherland and the other guy who I can't remember his name you may look it up not important who and basically basically they just lay it all out for us they just lay the entire thing out and say this has happened and what what are we going to do about it and the answer is we're going to get him off the base right and uh, the colonel says absolutely not we're going to beat the living fuck out of this guy. Like, we're going to make this guy 
pay. We're going to turn him into the soldier that we need him to be to save lives. And that is the thing. Like It's all there for us. It's all there on a plate. And yeah, and I really... It then robs the film of any kind of like it's impetus of like, we don't get choice. to see Tom Cruise discover this because we already know it. So actually we're like, can Tom Cruise not figure this the fuck out like now? I don't get it. I don't... I don't get it because and actually and and this is independent thoughts here but Ebert Roger Ebert in his review gave it two and a half stars because of this very thing he said that the the film is robbed of all tension because of the because of the very thing that we're talking about the film is basically presenting you know bending over and presenting it's lovely uh, <laughs> it's a peacock unbleached anus <laughs> That's a that. Wow, there's an image. Thank you for that, Dave. <laughs> I was going to go for a peacock metaphor, but you've gone for something much more graphic. Um, there you go, listener. Keep so we're not as intellectual as we thought. <laughs> but but it, it just it just I just don't get it. I don't get it because you spend the entire film knowing exactly what's happened, and you're well, watching. You're watching. Just let me finish the thought here, and we can talk about characters. You're watching these obnoxious dick faces in 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 Tom Cruise meandering along and like talking shit and drinking beer and playing baseball. I'm I'm just like, what are we here for? What yeah, are we? What here are we for? doing? I think a lot of that is. Um, I mean, I don't know for certain about this, but this this was adapted from a play, which was adapted from a book. If I'm not completely wrong there. It was I definitely know, adapted it, from a play. It was adapted from so uh, written the the film written by Aaron, Aaron Sorkin and kind of awkwardly the film says like based on the screenplay based on the on the play by by Aaron Sorkin. And oh, obviously Aaron Sorkin West Wing and all that stuff. Maybe a stage production like you aren't there as much to like be on a cliffhanger it's it, you're more there to watch the performance because it is a live performance whereas in a movie you kind of need to tease that plot out a bit better so maybe in a play it helps with people following what's going on if they already know in a certain way and then you can enjoy you know the, the sort of over the top acting and all of that but in a movie like you said it's then like well what the fuck am I doing I, you've fucking given me like you've read me the plot synopsis over the opening credits and then I'm like so why am I watching the movie <laughs> Just read some reviews. It was all right. Well, maybe I'll not bother. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of funny. Although I, I think we sometimes have to be careful that in the, the cold light of podcasting, we're not we we we, we don't we, we that we don't forget. Actually, in the moment, most of this is pretty good. You know, like the the actual filmmaking we've got. It's Rob competently made, um, and, and the scenes and are good, and the performances are very good. Uh, Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, obviously is is amazing in this movie. There's a reason that his uh, like final speech, you know, you can't handle the truth. Um, yeah. His ten like, days of shooting for five million dollars, five million dollars. I mean, you can tell you it's only ten me. days. You can tell it's only fucking ten days, though, can't you? Because he's like. Where is Jack Nicholson? Why isn't he in this scene? Why isn't he in every single scene in this movie? Because he's he's the most exciting thing in this. But let's get let's get into let's get into the the plot a little bit and and more really like how we're introduced to these characters because we've got this we've got this scene and again they've kind of told us everything about it so we're not 
you know, there's no suspense there as we've discussed and the, the 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 really the 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 tension and the dynamic of the movie comes from the interaction between um Tom Cruise's character and, and and Demi Moore's character like that's where that's where the tension of the film is is that you've got this young hotshot who can you know he's an ace in the skies oh no sorry wrong film he's an ace in the in the the in the, the, bed, in the sheets no sorry wrong film uh, he's an ace in the Selling spy game. No, sports, sports wrong marketing. film. Yeah. Um, which we've one's got, this? Got... Oh, it's it's the lawyer one. It's the lawyer one, Sam. He's a lawyer. <laughs> he's a lawyer. He's, an, he's yeah. an army lawyer or a navy lawyer or perhaps an air force lawyer. It's very unclear. Navy, I think he's it. a navy lawyer. I think something like that. Something. Like that. So we've got we've got him in there. We've got Tom Cruise. Now let's talk about Tom Cruise because. He's a fucking maniac, obviously. Obviously, we're aware of that. <laughs> however, in real life, yes, correct. Yeah. However, however, there is a he is an incredibly charismatic actor. He is somebody who has, you know, absolute screen presence and knows knows how to knows how to elevate. I think what he's doing to the point where you just you can't really look away from him like he's just great he's really really good at what he's doing and the the question becomes what are you doing (laughs) who told you to do that but you can never really doubt his ability to do it and that's the thing that i really like about tom cruise yeah in every movie he brings a lot why he was cast in this role um so let's, let's 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 say the plot a little bit so demi moore decides that She's a plucky young lawyer, maybe. It, again, totally unclear. Military um, weirdness, she, yeah. She wants to investigate this crime, and they're like, listen, love, let the men... Ba-. This is basically what the movie says, is, listen, love, let the men do the investigating the crimes, you make the tea, is essentially the subtext of this movie, and, yeah. and it's not that. Yeah. It's quite, you know, pro- it's um, it's less sub and more sort of dom text. Um <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of the opposite. Anyway, so That's you have so good. that. I love it. You have that, and she's like, "Let me investigate." And they're they're like, eh, "Not really." So they assign the case to Tom Cruise. We're getting to Tom Cruise more, I think, in a bit. Who loves baseball? That's top trump card. Tom Cruise loves baseball, um, and he loves to settle out of court. And you're like, uh, anyway. And he's a he's a lawyer in the army or possibly the navy. Uh, so it's given to him because he'll settle it. She wants to investigate. She then, this is the series of events. She's allowed to go and investigate it. She's got a time scale. She then approaches the family of one of these Marines who gives her permission to represent one of the Marines. And I'm like, is that not at odds with your job in the investigative like legal department? It's really unclear as to why she's allowed to do any of these things. No, um, it and why it isn't just her and Tom Cruise are the legal team, and that's that. Like, why is exactly. that not just? It's very exactly. confusing. And 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 again, the dynamic would be much more interesting if she was the one who's in charge, and Tom Cruise comes in. You know, he's he's the he's the cock of the walk, and he's coming in thinking, right? I'm I, I've never lost a case. I've always I've settled every single one I've done. I've been in the, I mean, the, he's been the fucking lawyer for like nine months or something the fuck yeah it's the 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 the, they established that you have to in order for the army to pay for your your law schooling so he's been to college he's been to law school 
he has to do three years and he's done like 19 months or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like nothing. And you're like, so you're 23 years old. And he acts like it as well. Now, again, again, let's give the film some credit because I I think that's what they're going for. They're going for him being a bit of a douche and being a bit of a... You know, he, he he's he's his ego is highly inflated, and he thinks he's great, and he kind of is. In 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 certain scenes, we get to see how great he is. So that that's fine, like that's fine. But again, I think that structurally, just like at the start, just and this goes down to the screenplay, just like at the start, where we're presented with everything that's happened already, and we're kind of left going, "Is that the movie, or is it we done?" Oh, okay, no, we structurally have a problem here in that I don't think the dynamic works between Demi Moore and and Tom Cruise because I think she needs to be the one in control. She needs to be one, you know, slapping him down. And we get a little bit of that, but it's all very, it's all very Marge Simpson, Homer, you know, finger wagging as opposed to like, actually she is the one with the authority. Now, yes, she's in She's the one who constantly makes the mistakes. He is always right. And she is always wrong and incompetent. And, like, that's throughout this movie. And you kind of, like, you maybe need this to be the other way around, where either, like, she's his boss, and then she can be wrong sometimes, or, but, like, she's his... he She works for him, essentially, in this, in this court case, in some ways. And he tells her what to do, and he's always right, even though she has more experience and seems to know more and actually cares. Like... She's just, oh, she's been pushy and nosy and she's arguing with the judge and you don't do that. And it's like, please, can we just give this woman something to do in this movie? Mm, yeah. And and actually, Demi Moore's great, I think. I think she's a really... It's, again, this is what is this kind of like dichotomy of this movie is the performances are all really good and you will totally enjoy watching it. But like, it's not massively like expertly constructed. I think beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Now... Th- I, I liked the um, I liked a lot of the interrogation scenes, and and the problem is is that we get so much fluff in between them, <laughs> and it's a full know, hour the, before we're in a courtroom, a full hour of this movie. And that is to me that is that is the, my my biggest problem with ninety nine percent of courtroom dramas is that we what's the most interesting bit. You know what is the most interesting bit about courtroom dramas? It's in the courtroom. It's watching. Because for some reason, you know, through like centuries of, of 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 developing this system in place and the language and you know, it's there's something quite amazing about watching the rhetorical processes happen and seeing Your Honor, you know, I I now I was talking to the jury or whatever, and that's that's exciting to see, and like we really we really don't get to see a lot of that. And I'm just like, I don't want to fucking watch. If I have to, if God damn, if I have to watch Tom Cruise play baseball one more time, I'm gonna have an aneurysm. Him, him sitting there drink, you know, eating pizza or do, doing whatever in the apartment, like fucking kill me. I just well, it's fine to on, have like on. what we call a library scene. It's fine to have that, but like, you kind of need a balance. If you need my cousin Vinny is the, and we were always going to be talking about my cousin Vinny rather than oh, this movie because it's vastly superior. But like, that's a good example of a courtroom drama where you have lots of courtroom scenes interspersed with other scenes that kind of like 
explain the plot they give the main characters like do you know what i mean they, they give them the information they need to go back to the courtroom and the eureka moment and all of that and the figuring stuff out and that's really that's good if it's well paced in this though like we go away to tom cruise's apartment so they can eat chinese food and talk but you never have like they never achieve anything with that it's always like a them just talking about the scene we just watched which is a really boring thing to do in a movie is to have a scene and then have your characters talking about yeah. that scene. It's like, I just watched it! I was there! <laughs> I don't need you to explain to me again. Like, yeah, that is that is a really good point. And again, it goes to the it goes to the screenplay, doesn't it? And it goes to like the structural problems that we've talked we've already recognized. And that seems to be the thing that goes all the way through this movie. And and, and it detracts afterwards, and especially when we come to the ending, which I think is the biggest problem with the film, which we'll get to soon. But like yeah, I do. I do. Again, I wonder about the decision making processes processes to get to that point where you go, why? Why, but why are we? Why are we just reviewing what we've already just watched? You like, as you say, I was there. I saw it. I know what's happening. So it's it's kind of a weird one. The, the, like you said, though, it's all layered with the fact that the performances are really strong. I think generally, the cast is actually relatively small. I think in a good way that we don't really have. We've got, um, you know, the le- their legal team, and there's three of them. You've got Kevin Bacon, uh, you've got Jack Nicholson and Keith Sutherland, and you've got these two Marines, and that's kind of it for mo- the most part. And you don't mm-hmm. get a lot of any of the rest of them, so it's kind of, it's nice to just have quite a small crowd. Um, but, like, at the same time, give me more. You know, we need to know more about these people. Kevin Bacon, by the way, his haircut must have been done with a spirit level in this movie. <laughs> he is. He, it's astounding. Kevin Bacon's like he's a he's a great actor, isn't he? He's another one I think who's just got like excellent presence. He was great in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Fantastic. <laughs> he doesn't have much to do in this, and he's kind of like, and you kind of wonder about that. You kind of wonder like, hmm. Again, it's feel it feels. It feels in the same way that Jack Nicholson was on set for ten days, that, but maybe he didn't have it's a huge the, amount of time to. to, to it's, but it, but it's the it's moral like a, it's, bluntness of this, though, isn't it, Sam? Where like the case, because we haven't really mentioned the case is that these two Marines ha- haze this guy or whatever. The guy died, uh, and the military's basically trying to throw the book at them, saying they poisoned him or whatever, so that they can cover up bullying in the workplace um so ostensibly kevin bacon is a man who is prosecuting two people who killed a fellow marine i mean they did do it like that's never in doubt they you know taped the rag into his mouth and that's what killed him like they did kill him but like so it's kevin bacon can't really be the bad guy because he's prosecuting murderers like you you know it's it's not the burden of proof is on the do you know what i mean it's it's mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, it's yeah. hard to demonize him and it's hard to demonize the judge and obviously they don't want to demonize the military too much so we're left with jack nicholson's the bad guy but he's on set for fucking like 30 minutes <laughs> so you've got your scenes and that's it he's not coming back for reshoots yeah yeah so you be you better fucking make the, you better make the most of it you know that's it, it yeah it is, is it is a weird choice isn't it and 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 that's where i think yeah, I think I think like the actual the actual case that we're provided with in 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 terms of it, I think it's pretty well explained. It makes sense. You kind of you kind of getting it as as it goes along. But again, 
you've you have been given all this already you have been told exactly what's happened so you know you know when they say no you know uh, Kiefer Sutherland just told us to do it they told us not to do it you know that's not true you know that's not yeah. true because we've already witnessed that at the start and that is again I can't I can't get over that I keep I keep coming back to that because every revelation that Tom Cruise discovers we knew already every moment in court where there is tension because one of the marines actually you know goes off script or whatever else we know because we've already seen it but and- also seems like it's the most slam dunk case for Nicholson and Sutherland to be like all they had to do was what they'd already done. So they had the yeah, big meeting was... with all the Marines and said, don't fucking assault this guy because that's bad. And then that's it. That should be it. And then all oh, these guys assaulted him, even though we told them not to. Like, that's it. That's all you need to do. And then you yeah, just need to just get on the stand and repeat let's that. Not, let's not preempt the ending yet because that is the stupidest part of the film. That's the stupidest part of the film. We'll get there soon, though, because you know, and, and it's, this is one of those weird... This is one of those films where it's like... There isn't actually a lot going on, and and you know like, I don't think the cinematography is particularly interesting. I don't think we've got like great location or great action. So really, it comes down to the the mechanism of the story, and 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 actually in this the mechanism of the story is pretty basic as well, and it doesn't. So you kind of like from a podcasting point of view, you kind of left going. So what do we talk about? And the ending is a thing to talk about, but we'll get there well, in a minute because. I want, hold on, I want to I talk, talk about li- the case, like, because you you hit on something there where you're kind of in a, in a courtroom drama, you need, well, drama for one, but, like, you do need that, you need to hold something back from the audience, you need to, like, uh, the surprise witness, you need the, like, you know, they've alluded to it, but you don't actually know how they're going to do, like, the wham, you know, and she saw him go there, and, you you know, or you have the, the, the talking them around, you go, so, so you were there, and you went for drinks, and he's like, yeah, yeah. And then and you're like, no, well, actually, yeah, I've got this, and you, you're you lying about that, so you must be lying about this. And, like, Mission to you kind of need that. Witness is hostile. <laughs> you need that in a more, like, compelling manner. And the whole military thing of it as well made it very confusing for me. I don't know if you found it the same where... It's, like, yeah, different world a little bit. Yeah, and, and they all have to be very proper, and the fact that they... The fact, by the way, and I, I, this can't possibly be real, the fact that... that if you're questioning a witness and they outrank you, like they somehow expect you to treat them like, what if you murdered somebody? But you're a general. It's like, oh, well, I better be really polite to this murderer and not cross examine him too hard, or he'll be upset with me. And the judge will be like, oh, that's not on because he is a general. And the, and the judge being the same. Fucking, oh, yeah. And the senior the... manager at McDonald's is on t- trial for murder, but we better be polite to him because he is a senior manager. He's put in yeah. the time, he's put yeah, in the work. Hey, hey, that guy, he's got loads of stars on his. On his uh, t-shirt. Yeah. So the McDonald's guys. You know, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, they both do. <laughs> but, Same. But, is yeah, you're right. You're, and and that's where I think you, the confusion comes through a little bit. No, but it is. But again, again, I I want to I want to go back to the moment where where we're sat watching it, and I wasn't bored. I wasn't. I was entertained. I thought no, that's true. It's engaging. I was intrigued. And the thing that, but the case doesn't really become that much of the focus because we get into the soap opera a little bit i want to just go back to what we talked about previously we talked about um tom cruise's performance and how like a character like that 
who is who is so um his his contribution to the film is so important like he's the lead he's the one who's who we're all you know we're kind of like on he's the vessel in which we're traveling through and there's something off about his characterization as we get further on into the movie like because at the start he is the cocky one he's the one who is able you know he thinks he can just settle this away and then he does that surprise thing where he says I, you know, we, we, we're going to go for not guilty, Your Honour, um, rather than going for a plea, which fucks up the military's plan, presumably, who wanted this to it's go the, away. It, it's the moral... It's the stab this movie makes at it being like a piece of... Yeah, Tom Cruise making a really moral decision and, like, yeah. it's the right thing to do. They, they, that That's a tone in this movie that a lot, like... It's it's right and wrong and it's black and white and it's very like oh well it's the right thing but, to do to defend this case and but but towards the end of the film you'd expect I think in a, in a in a film that is willing to criticize the power structures you'd expect Tom Cruise to become actually a little bit more unhinged we get one scene where he's sat drinking half a bottle of whiskey and he's you know he's, he comes in and then he has a eureka moment and he's fine again. And and he runs off to the Edwards Air Force Base or whatever it is to to get the you know to get the, the Hollywood booze, Sam. If you have like a eureka moment, then you're instantly sober. Yeah, exactly, it's all good. You know, I'm going to drive now. I feel great. <laughs> I um, feel fantastic. I don't with Man kills family of six <laughs> behind behind wheel. And you know what? I really really wanted more, and I think it's so important because the the film pins everything to Tom Cruise's performance. I, I, I thought towards the end of the film he needed to be much more like we need to actually feel that this guy is under pressure and all we and all we got was one scene where he's a bit sad and then we're back into smarmy cruise mode now the the two examples that I thought of just off the top of my head was you know in Catch Me If You Can um, Leonardo Boy, do I. I love that film amazing film Why don't we when do he's in let's watch it right now when he's um, when he's in he's in France for the last time and just before the police arrest him and he's like you know, they're running around the printing shop and he's printing checks and, he, and he's manic he's manic he's like hey Frank hey Frank hey Frank how you doing like how you doing man? We, we always meet at Christmas Frank you know like he's 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 got this like energy to him DiCaprio brings something that I think is great it's like nervous and a bit off mania is what it is and it's yeah. like and it's believably sold on like, oh, this accumulated stresses of his like, you know, life of crime. And, and you could see it being in this movie where I think, what, what did I say when uh, Tom Cruise did his shouty thing? I was like, oh, this guy's got a bit of range. He doesn't quite sell it, though, when it evaporates too quickly. And like, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's Cruise. I think it's the I think it's the direction. There is a weird thing where he's like, apparently he um, was channeling David Miscavige, Miscavige who is the chairman of the Scientology um, uh, you know all that madness and obviously Cruz being a massive Scientologist I kind of see that when you look at, if, you've, if you've ever watched like the Louis Theroux documentary you kind of see that guy's fucking nuts and, and that is the same energy but what I wanted is a bit of vulnerability, a bit more vulnerability a bit more like actually this guy is starting to doubt himself uh, the other one I thought was Jimmy Stewart in um, well quite a lot of his films but where he's, you know, 
it's in Clarence's house and and, and in Fred's house. You know, like he's actually you can you hear in his voice, but you hear him actually a little bit more <laughs> under cool the acting, surface. Sam. It's cool acting, and I think Tom Cruise is doing a fine job. But what he's, I think, the direction here isn't good enough because there's just nothing. There's nothing under the surface of Tom Cruise's character towards the end of the film, when actually what we need him to be is to be starting to break down because. And this is where I think we're pulling our punches. The film, the, the, he should be under under the breaking under the pressure of the military complex coming down on him and saying, "The fuck are you doing? Like, get away from this! Stop and it!" Because in that regard, that the guy's a colonel. Really low because these the two marines have lots to lose. They could go to prison for. I think the initial deal Days. on the table. <laughs> The initial deal on the table is twelve years. Like they they get, they plead down to manslaughter and they get twelve years in army prison, and that's the initial deal. So like that's that's quite a big stake, and that's like that's if they plead down. If they go to trial, they could get life in prison. Those are real stakes, but they don't really ever they don't care about that. There's no really any stakes for Tom Cruise. We don't get a moment where someone says like, you know, oh this job was waiting for you when you leave the army. If you have a loss on your file, then you're not getting it. We don't have stakes for him. Matter, we don't have stakes it? for Nothing Demi matters. Moore. Like a, you know, oh, it's your ass if you're wrong about this. You know, we can't be embarrassed. There's no stakes there. There's no stakes of like Nicholson drumming them out of the army or anything like that. There's no stakes for all the characters that we're watching. Like, like there aren't for lawyers, by the way. Like that's just a fact. But that, but <laughs> you kind of need that in a. You need that movie magic. Like in um, My Cousin Vinny, the stakes are aren't just that um, the Karate Kid and his mate are going to prison for murder that they didn't commit. <laughs> The stakes are also that is Vinny is Vinny's marriage going to survive? Uh, is is Vinny going to go to prison because he's pretending to be an experienced lawyer? Is he going to be in trouble? Those those are the stakes that are happening there, and like there's a personal stake for every character, and that's maybe what's missing is that like these these guys go down for life, you know. Tom Cruise still did his job and he did his job well, and he's going to go on and fucking be a rich white guy because that's how the world works. And yeah. so when they win and quote unquote win and the Marines get fucked anyway, you're like, great. So the white guys win. Jack Nicholson goes to prison, perhaps. And the black guy goes to prison, of course. Uh, oh, sorry, gets kicked out of his job. Um, and our main characters, are, they just go on to the next case. They go back to work. High five. Freeze frame. Can like Demi Moore and Tom Cruise have like fucking six beers each and like sloppy elbowy sex. I don't, what, what, are we, what are we dealing with here? <laughs> Jesus, yeah, exactly. Now, one possible thing that they could have, and they they hint at this, but they never really want to go there, is that um, Tom Cruise's dad, nepotism, was a, was a was a killer lawyer who was like <laughs> in the in the army, so maybe literally, yeah, probably. But that like they're not really interested in exploring mm, as you know daddy issues. Like they're not really interested in going there now. I'm always I'm I'm all for not exploring daddy issues in movies because I think it's overdone every single fucking day. Spielberg, but but, but Spielberg's it, dad. <laughs> Why weren't you nicer to him? But it does it does mean it does mean that we don't get any like. Not that we need a moment where he's turns around and his dad's sitting at the back and he gives him, you know, he gets his first hug as an adult or something. But we, we need something though. We need something that we Because we also they don't reasons. really lean on the on the on the um chemistry between Cruz and Demi Moore. Like that could be a plot. Maybe. 
and I hate to girlfriend her, but maybe she's going out with Kevin Bacon. But, like, and do you know what I mean? And there's, that, there, there's friction there because actually she disagrees with Kevin Bacon that these two guys are guilty. And that could, even if it's not a Tom Cruise and her end up together, at least you would add, like, a, a level of, like, personal stakes to this movie where their relationship's on the rocks because they disagree over this case, you know? And that he's like, oh, I bet you're shagging that Tom, that baseball player who's dressed as a lawyer. Or, like, something. You know, we could have some kind of, like, personal something on the line for any one of these characters. Even a loss of a month's pay would be something in this movie. And it's just not. It's like, oh, we'll lose, and losing's the worst because we're Americans and we're the military and we want to win. Every time, yeah. Oh, and these guys don't want to go to prison for life, but we need to win. It's baffling. Other things that are baffling... Um, we have um, the guy who, the third guy in the room. Christ, what's his name? He's so incon- he's so inconsequential un- uh, that I can't actually remember his name. The guy who, for no apparent reason, kills himself. Yes, um, like with possibly the Colonel Markinson, the least like provocation Wolf. ever. So what he? So his thing is he tried. He tried the challenge. Jack Nicholson in minute one of the movie so we've seen it so it's but unfortunately Sam the American army works on all armies work on a very solid command structure he says I don't agree with that and Jack Nicholson says well you shut the fuck up because I'm the boss because that's how ranks work Um, and then he goes rogue so that he can't be questioned by Tom Cruise and Demi Moore Uh, he He then like rogue and they're like oh he's a super spy you'll never see him I genuinely by the way (laughs) I genuinely I Hold genuinely on, there's a, there's a thought. Great, joke there. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll never see him again. He'll disappear. <laughs> he speaks the language. He knows the country. He's he'll be like a ghost. Does um, anyone speak ancient Greek? But he got lost in his own museum once. Um, <laughs> but like genuinely, Sam, because like, character names they're not introduced well in this movie. Then no, because Jack Nicholson's out of the movie so quickly. I thought they were talking about Jack Nicholson until he reappears. I was like, oh, so Jack Nicholson was a spy and he's disappeared and that's a thing. Because he's not in the movie because they only had him for 10 days to shoot this. So we've got the scenes in Guantanamo Bay, which we haven't even mentioned. Scenes in Guantanamo Bay and then we get the, oh, such and such has disappeared and he's a ghost and we'll we'll never see him again. And you're like, (laughs) genuinely, genuinely, I was like, well, he must be talking about Jack Nicholson because why else would Jack Nicholson not be on the screen? You've got Jack Nicholson, like, put him in the movie. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of that. I'm also gonna blame your own personal dementia as well. Um, as uh, a, I feel a, like we could we could we could go tit for tat on that one, Sam. Yeah, but yeah, okay, fair enough. But you yeah, know, you you are right there because it doesn't. It's not really clear now. This guy killed himself for reasons. Not really sure why. Because it seems like everything's kind of like maybe give it a day, mate, before you do that. If you disappeared, no one can find you. Maybe give it a day because. You know he does. He does. Does the the deep boat thing. You know, like oh, follow the money or whatever else. And it's just like, oh, does he though? Not like not the like, plot. He doesn't reveal to Tom Cruise is that Jack Nicholson gave this order, and he's like, oh yeah, well that that was my boss. My boss did that, and like that that's the thing that he. And I'm like, it's such it's so thin. The whole like courtroom thing I thought I was like oh it must be like a big corrupt thing there must be weapons dealing like there's loads of things that they pick up and drop in this movie 
that are like, oh, could this be a motive? Or like, could he have seen something that he shouldn't have seen? And like, ah, uh, no, that's just not the case. <laughs> we just no. drop that again. No. And then, and then we come to the end of the film. Then we come to the thing that we're all here for, which is a courtroom drama bit, the bit that's the most compelling. And we get... Uh, yeah, Tom Cruise hits on. a home run. Um, they win the summer softball tournament. Yeah. Um, he kisses the prom queen, and there we go. That's the end. And we of ride on, we, we fly the car off into the sunset, just like the end of so so obviously there's other courtroom stuff as well but it's not really interesting to be honest but the bit with Jack, with Nicholson on there now a little bit of technical stuff about the, I love the way they frame him I love the way they are in his face you can just see like the top the Eyebrows. bottom of his forehead and his eye he is and and I I think it's like it's hard it's you know sometimes we, we've often talked about like how difficult acting is in some ways and yes they're overpaid and five million dollars for 10 days is just ridiculous but but this is a really fucking hard thing to do you know the way all of the energy and the emotion and the technical like the way he's moving his face and it is it is great and you can see why this became a bit of a meme before you know like a you know before it was a a meme was a meme because it, it really did it captures something and it's such an arresting scene and you could you could imagine this on clips clip shows you know on yeah yeah on, on talk shows it's great it's great his it's speech, speech. Is, it's a good speech it, and it's well delivered but like it's also fucking nonsense <laughs> like well, it would it, make sense it would make sense if this guy was patrolling the you know I, i'm trying to think of a good way that this would make sense well it, it would make like, sense it would make sense Ring the bell. If he was patrolling Hadrian's if, Wall, maybe. Hold on, it would it, it would make it would make sense if this was a post nine eleven movie. Now, we did it. We got nine eleven into this completely unconnected film because then you would have like there would be threat. Now I know like desert storms rattling on, but America's fucking. There's nothing's happening. Nothing bad is happening to America. You're like the place the speech is, is like the speech is is that. Me and the people in the army, we're really important, and I'm out there, you know, I I eat my cereal fucking, you know, and I could be shot by these rabid Cubans, the massive existential outside threat of a land invasion from Cuba to Guantanamo Bay. And I'm, you know, I'm, and people like me and the Marines, like we're, we, we, we do hard things and we fucking murder people who've got asthma because they're weak or whatever, and we beat the shit out (laughs) of each other so that you can, you know, you... Losers, you flabby losers, can sleep at home and not have your country invaded by a vastly inferior, technologically, um, numerically, um, and yeah. infrastructurally nation. Um, again, from a land invasion, like you're fucking patrolling a wall around Guantanamo Bay. Oh no, Cuba is going to liberate all of the people we have illegally detained. Oh my god, yes. that will really affect me in fucking Minnesota. <laughs> it, it it doesn't make any sense and the film and, and this is where I was expecting the film to grow a pair and actually be like Tom Cruise and come back and, and to say some things that are kind of critical of the minute, of the military and say you know what what are you talking about like the, the protection of the United States should not come to a, a head 
of our commitment to you don't even rights. really get like mm-hmm. a you've disgraced the uniform kind of thing which Nothing. I was expecting like a you've the disgraced film, the uniform that we wear the to film defend agrees with Nicholson as much yeah. as it's like yeah he did a bad thing but it's also it's like pumping him up to this great figure because actually he is you know he's protecting the American way of life blah 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 and the film completely agrees with that and so what you end up with is this neutered tired speech that actually doesn't really it's not it's never really challenged it's never really like we don't really get into any debate about it now the 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 um the questioning this this again i think is 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 quite good for for most part up until we get to the final point because you can see Cruz like you can see his brain working again. We know it all. We know it all because we've seen we've seen the start of the movie. So I, don't, I really don't know why they did that. It ruins everything. We do know it all, but like there's a really I don't know if you caught it at the end of the movie. So it's the last day of court, and it's always the last day of court. But um, <laughs> and the third guy whose name I couldn't tell you, um, the third guy has gone off to the airbase, and the whole thing swings on. He's going to prove that Jack Nicholson's lying. About this flight from Gwent- yeah, Guantanamo Kevin Pollock, back yeah. to, yeah. So like he and the, the idea is if they cannot wrong foot him by proving that he's lying about that, he'll essentially his ego will make him confess about everything else. Literally the one thing about giving this order, or even just not like turning a turning the turning a blind eye to Keith Keith Sutherland giving the order. Um, and the thing is, if they can prove this flight happened, they can't. So Tom Cruise does something that's really, really immoral, really, really illegal, uh, which is that, and they talk about it, but the movie doesn't really ever tell you, which is that his mate goes and borrows two random airmen from this um, from this base and brings them to sit in court, where it's implied that they'll be called as witnesses. Um, apparently, there was a scene that they were going to talk about. I think it was cut from an earlier like discussion scene, um, where Tom Cruise would get them, put them on the stand ask them about um, this flight and they'd say, we didn't see anything. Like, and that would be the scene is that they wouldn't have anything to say. But like, it's all to convince Jack Nicholson that, um, yeah. you know, see, I didn't get which I'm this. fairly sure is like really bad in American law. Like you would be disbarred for doing something yeah, like that. You can't do that. I see. I didn't get that. Just, no, because the film not... isn't, the film drops it, but like there's also whole scenes dedicated to, where is he and what? when's he getting here with these guys? And then it doesn't affect the outcome of the movie as, in the slightest. Because, because, and this is the this is the worst part. This is the worst part. And I really feel like we've destroyed this movie, which we always do. But, which I quite but, enjoyed, yeah. Yeah. But because, if you know, and if you like this film, you'll which be thinking... You'll be thinking... <laughs> as unclear as that is. Yeah, but you'd be thinking, well, this is this is this is the point. This is the point. But anyway, um, the bit that really, really doesn't make sense to me is that this this absolutely calculating colonel in Nicholson, he has done everything. He has done everything that needs to happen to cover this up. He's got Marines who are basically. You know who came in saying, "Yeah, we did it," but I'm not going to testify. I'll just, you know, I'm not going to. Like they were happy to go down with the ship. We've got all of this infrastructure. We've got one guy who kills himself. Fine, all right. He's gone. He's out of the picture. That's fine. Question mark. So he's done everything. He's got everything ready, everything prepared. 
and then he gets um he gets into an argument with with Cruz a bit of a rhetorical argument you know about we save lives and all this and he admits it on the stand and i'm t- yeah. and, and 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 this is this is where i really really lost respect for this film because i just think that this isn't how the law works this isn't this isn't how like the careful questioning you know the, the thoughtful um late nights of going through responses and trying to find a legal argument and 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 yes you might have your theatrics with the airmen and, and fine whatever else but really you, you i wanted to i wanted them to get this guy because they were cleverer, not because this guy's got a massive fucking dick and he wants to swing it around in front of everyone and tell them how great he is. And that is what... Yes, I'd do it again. You know, yes, yes, I I gave that order because I save lives. And then he's like aghast. He's aghast when the when the judge says, arrest that man. And he's like, what the fuck did I do? He's like, he, he doesn't understand. And then he goes yeah. mental and starts, you know, he threatens cruise and everything and you just think this is one of the most intelligent people in, in the military quite clearly he's being elevated up to washington he's going to become a joint chief or whatever else and he gets he gets a little bit emotional and cruise manages to need you know needle him a little bit and he literally says oh i would have got away with it if it wasn't for you damn lawyers and wouldn't the movie benefit here's the idea for you wouldn't the movie benefit from the resolution of this being that he isn't punished wouldn't that be the great oh, like commentary if jack nicholson basically sits in that way. courtroom and says and you know what nothing will happen i'll get a slap on the wrist there'll be a note in my file because okay, america needs people more like me important than you yep exactly like... and then tom cruise gets a job well done uh, by the way, you're going to Alaska for this special assignment. Super, super good promotion. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that be a really like? If even it would be more had depressing. A pair of fucking balls. It would be like. Exactly it would be like. Fuck be. you. You can't fight the system. And you'd be like, actually, that's something to say about institutionalized, like covering up and institutionalized instead, stuff like this. Instead, we get. With the, with the flag we get in the that, background. Sam. What we get, what we get, is the fact that they're like, "Oh yeah, this guy is definitely like," and then the, they still have the jury go, "Oh yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna punish these marines for following orders, though." Like, so yeah, they're dishonorably discharged. Um, yeah, but they're, so their lives are so maybe the film's attempting to do what you suggested by by you know still shitting on these marines. But I I think you're right though. How much more impact? But 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 but. No way you're getting on that fucking Navy base. No way all those off-duty Marines are going to be, you know, doing all of... And it's very cool, you know, the the, the guns, the swing of the guns around and stuff. Like, well, there we go. And you're probably not getting Tom Cruise either. I feel like no. Tom Cruise is probably is quite no. pro-military guy. Like, the movies fucking he's been he in. He is Mr. Military in, in Entertainment Yeah, complex. and I feel like he's he's reading this Pop script gun. and going, I like it, I do. I like the fact that I'm going to be wearing every, this tight white uniform the whole movie. I love that. <laughs> Um, I love I love these boots you've shown me. They with four inch lift boots, so that I'm as tall as them anymore. Love them. <laughs> However, uh, we can't badmouth the military in this movie, like um, because it disagrees with my scientological beliefs. But even think about Sorkin, and think about the West Wing. You know, like 
and there's a lot in that that is but but the reverence we fucking love america america <laughs> america <laughs> we couldn't possibly be the bad guy we're america the reverence for inst- for institution in that in in that series you know and and you know the, the president himself and as we've learned the president can actually become <laughs> You know, like a literal bad guy, in 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 uh, as we've seen in real life. So we like the it's a really shame that happened all of a sudden, Sam. That the American president became a literal bad guy. It's a really <laughs> yeah, bad thing that that happened now. It's a good thing that obviously for King one hundred throughout history, two hundred years beyond reproach. America's had really good leaders. Um, it's but but recently, obviously, just poor. Yes, yeah, and it's and it's and you know what, and it just. It just sours. It sours me. So me and my wife watched it, and we both of us just looked at each other at the end of the film. We were like, like, and we just, and it was like unsatisfied. We are unsatisfied by that ending. It is. It. it you don't it, get any all... of them leaving the military. You don't get any of them like fucking. They don't form a law firm to defend people who've been accused of these things. Like no one learns a lesson. Everyone just goes back to fucking sucking each other's dicks or whatever's happening. Like. Oh, let's go and play exactly. baseball. I guess, I guess it's. I guess this is what the inside of a courtroom looks like. You know, like, well, the, so this is what an inside of a courtroom, and you just think, yeah, exactly. No one learns a lesson, and you know what it is. You know what it is. As much as it's about like it, 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 what's on screen and 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 how it's presented and all the you know the cast performance, all the stuff we talked about, it's about a film deciding from the beginning that it doesn't have anything to say, and I think it's. It's not something we come across very often. It's not something we come across very often. The one that I'm th- the, that I'm possibly going back to is maybe Idiocracy, where that film was very much like, look at all these fucking idiots, and America's terrible, and but like it's kind of funny at the same time. Like it didn't, it never really, it never really. Like, it starts to say a point. point. Like don't look up as well. It starts to make a point, and then it kind of like it doesn't really. It loses care. the punch by the end of a two-hour movie. Yeah, and actually, your ending would have been absolutely <laughs> devastating. You know, for for him for him to say that, and for and for for basically the whole you know the, for, for sorry for Nicholson to say that and to admit it, and for the the whole industrial military industrial complex to basically just say meh move on you're wrong yeah you will you will never practice law you know for the military again we will we will hound you we will in take fact, you I, down in fact um a great do you know what i was trying to think i've been trying to think 10 minutes what the line was i was thinking of in lord of war when nicholas cage goes i'm going to tell you what's going to happen Somebody is going to walk in through that door. They'll be superior, you know. They'll pat you on the back. They'll tell you what a good job you've done. You'll get a commendation. But you, like you said, I've rubbed shoulders with some of the most horrible men in the world. I'll walk. I'll be fine. Next next week, I'll be in fucking Morocco selling guns, um, because that's how the world works. I love I love a this is how the world works, Sonny boy. Like you can't change it sort of speech. Um, and it would again like lend this movie a bit of like beginning to end. Um, like an arc of yeah, fuck you. It's the military. We'll do what we want. 
that is not interesting and that and that you know that and, and as much as it's an enjoyable movie and and, and again i'm just I mean, I'm thinking that you know if you came into this podcast and you made an hour in and we've been trashing your favorite movie and you can't but like i get it i get it i get it's that there movie, is generally individual like, it's enjoyable moments. movie is individual moments in this where where it is entertaining and it's light and it's fun and it's impactful and there's this stuff but I, I i really struggle to see how this film is making a point what is it trying to say what is it trying to say and if and if you can't identify that and if you're not willing to go somewhere and to push the audience a little bit then what's the fucking point of us being here what is the point of yeah. us? What is the point of movies if we're not willing to do that? The point of movies is this got you know nominated for Academy Award on a budget of thirty million. It made uh, two hundred and forty-three, and it, it, it continued Jack Nichols, uh, Tom Cruise's rise to, to to Hollywood dominance. So I guess everyone wins. Yay! Yeah, America. America. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. So that, uh, it's that is interesting to like do these cultural touchstones that maybe like a bit forgotten, perhaps. Um, this isn't a movie yeah. people are like. Oh, it's not. It's not touted as like you know a great nowadays. I, I mean, like it's not usually touted as like one of the. Oh, you must watch this movie. It's really impactful and whatever. It and that's just because of all the reasons we've talked about, and that's all the. But it's it's it, still it, good. It it's still a totally fun, interesting watch, and you won't be bored. Yeah. Because the performances are really good, and like the trouble is, if you put your podcast hat on, uh, which I wouldn't recommend doing, it ruins so many things. <laughs> you put your podcast hat on. We've just taken a perfectly good film we enjoyed and destroyed it for no reason. Exactly, whatsoever. and and it all falls apart a bit, and you think, well, it can't be that fucking hard to write a movie. I mean, obviously, pending the imaginary movie, movie. Um, <laughs> that's the working coming title. to uh, a cinema near you that we that we rent out. <laughs> Yeah, a pop-up cinema, Sam. It's, it's, after it's after kitsch. twelve years kitsch. of kitsch, gorilla, it's gorilla shooting, Sam. Um, it's quiche, yeah, quiche, kitsch, quiche. quiche. I'm urbane, don't you? Don't you know? I'm, 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 I'm feeling some quiche now. I'm in, I'm in some some kitsch quiche. You know I'm feeling like it's quite a bath nice. full of ice. I'm so hot. It is incredibly hot. I think we should end our podcast here with our recording equipment just radiating onto us uh but but you know what i've i'm glad i watched this i'm glad that i've ticked it off the list i'm never going to watch it again oh yeah um, never even a second why would i why would i but we've done it you know and i think that it's a, a film that you have to you have to you should watch you should watch you know you won't regret watching it but like i maybe regret watching it a little bit we could have watched catch me if you can Oh, let's watch that next. Oh, next week? Should we just no, throw whatever the hell Ross booked, wants? But maybe the following week. I think Netflix has got our number there because the movie we're watching is going off Netflix <laughs> at the ah, end of the month. Damn it! We're on timeline, Sam. Netflix again? God damn you! Damn you! Right, there we go. I just got away with this. What's up that damn lousy streaming service? <laughs> <laughs>